Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. Can you believe it's already week four of the high school football season? I'm your host, Mike Dyer. Things are just flying by here as uh, we near the halfway point of the 2022 regular season with uh, many, many weeks to go of the playoffs to come for sure. But our WCPO High School Football Game of the Week is 3-0 Milford at 2-1 Anderson on Friday night. Uh, should be a raucous atmosphere out there at Anderson High School for this big-time Eastern Cincinnati Conference matchup. And uh, we'll have a little bit more on that a little bit later as you'll hear from Anderson coach Evan Dreyer about this matchup against Milford. You're also going to hear from Baden coach Nick Yorty as the Rams are 3-0 and for the third consecutive season just a year after being a Division Three state runner-up. You're also going to hear from New Richmond coach Brian Pitzer as the 3-0 and Lions prepare to host 0-3 Talawanda on Friday night and uh, a lot of good things happening there in the New Richmond program for sure. But I want to remind everybody, this High School Insider podcast is presented by our local Chick-fil-A restaurants, where the winning play is always chicken. Start your day tomorrow with a fresh, warm breakfast. Before we get into week four and all the matchups of this entire weekend, we have uh, a recap of week three and another strong week for the Baden football team. The Rams, the Division Three state runner-up, as I mentioned, rallied in the second half to defeat Withrow 24-17 at Withrow High School on Friday night. It was an interesting matchup between two programs uh, that should be at the top of their respective regions, and Withrow in Division Two, Region 8, and obviously Baden in Division Three, Region 12. Uh, I talked to Coach... Nick Yorty of Baden after the game, and uh, he told me how the Rams persevered after a rocky start at Withrow. Uh, we battled. You know, we battled. I think we were a little shell-shocked coming in here a little bit. At halftime, we kind of had a little blank stares on our face. We are in a ball game, and you know, it's it's been a while since we've been in some close ones like that, but uh, that's what we needed. That's why we're playing this schedule. That's why we're playing these guys and the guys we played the past two weeks. So hopefully it pays off for us down the road. What do you learn from this, what you say? Uh, we learned we got, we got to come ready to play. I don't know how we were when we got off the bus, and that's definitely going to be addressed. About early in that third quarter, I, how much did you decide just to give it to Carter, let the offensive line? Yeah, we said at halftime, if we were going to get, if we were going to win the game, we had to run the football. And uh, we came out on that drive in the third quarter, and we, we ran the ball, and that's what we needed to do. Seven points sometimes is just enough for a victory. Just enough. Defense played great. We finally woke up a little bit in that second half, and it was good to see. Well, Coach Yorty was referring to senior running back Carter Russo there in the early third quarter. Carter had, I think, 10 of 12 carries in that uh, opening second-half drive, and uh, Baden really made an effort to pound the football, as Coach alluded to. And you could see the Rams really clicking on all cylinders right now. Number two in the Associated Press State Poll, for whatever that means. Obviously, they're just rankings and, and part of the media, but this is a team that has been really, really dominant in the regular season, a 24-3 and record since the start of the 2019 regular season. So the Rams play at Roger Bacon on Friday night at Bron Basevich Memorial Stadium. And uh, even though these two teams aren't in the same conference, expect that to be another great uh, opportunity for Baden to continue to improve upon an undefeated record. But before we go any further, I want to remind everybody, this High School Insider podcast is presented by our local Chick-fil-A restaurants, where the winning play is always chicken. Download the app today for easy ordering. Well, speaking of Division Three, Region 12, another team that has started undefeated is New Richmond. The Lions defeated previously undefeated Western Hills 40-34 to last week, and I'm pleased to be joined by New Richmond head coach Brian Pitzer. Brian, thanks uh, for taking a few minutes, and welcome to the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. Yeah, thank you, Mike. Really appreciate it. Uh, excited to be on here and 
uh, talk about our kids and our program. So let's get rock and rolling. Well, definitely. Uh, and it's uh, been a whirlwind of sorts, as you kind of told me, uh, since taking over the program in March. And, uh, you know, but a lot of success uh, early on. Uh, you could rattle off all the, the stats, and we're going to kind of get into some details about your individual players uh, uh, here in a little bit. But uh, tell me just your overall impressions of of uh, the program right now. And uh, obviously starting 3-0, and he's got to be a lot of, a lot of great support around the school community for what the team has accomplished. Yeah, I think first and foremost, our, our community, the New Richmond community is unbelievable. I mean, the people, uh, everybody's bought in, um, you know, from, you know, the, the, our facilities to the school and themes on Fridays, uh, the support. And I mean, just the amount of, I don't want to say pressure, but after we won our first game, I walked into school and I swear, I think I had like 200 people say congrats. So that was a lot of, uh, you know, that was exciting. Uh, I like, I like the high expectation. I like that the school wants to win and, and wants to be a exciting brand of football. And um, yeah, I mean, after our first home game, I mean, I, I, I think uh, Doug foot told me that our, our athletic director told me that that was like one of the largest home crowds that he'd seen um, in, in a while. So now that may have been due to COVID and everybody's coming out of that. And, you know, it's finally, we're back to having larger crowds, but yeah, our, our atmosphere is, is top notch uh, out in New Richmond. So it's an awesome setting. And, and like I said, the, the community, the people, everybody is just all on board. It's nothing but positivity in the stands, um, and everywhere. Now we also haven't lost a game yet, so there's no, uh, there's no reason to complain about much. Um, but no, overall, um, very, very impressed with how our kids have handled it. Um, you know, I think consistency right now has been at an all time high, uh, for our kids. So we're just looking to, uh, continue that and keep being, you know, the best that we can be each day. And, um, you know, just keep, you know, trying to get 1% better or change our best as we like to say. And, and that's what we're going to do. I know so. you gave a shout out to the student section there on Twitter and maybe take me inside, uh, you know, the football program and that support from the community for those who aren't as familiar with near Richmond and maybe uh, what's it like on a Friday night there at a home game? Yeah. Well, like I said, I mean, it was uh, uh, according to our athletic director. I mean, I, you know, I can only see so much, but versus Bethel, which was our first home game. Um, our student, student section was packed. I mean, we got a band of 80 plus uh, which is phenomenal. You know, we have an awesome marching band uh, with Mike McKinley who does that and uh, they do a great job. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, it's an awesome experience. Uh, you know, it was, it was wall to wall bleacher to bleacher on, on the home side. And um, yeah, it's just, it's an awesome experience up there uh, in New Richmond. It, that's a, an amazing community. It's such a hidden gem. Um, I'll go ahead and promote them. I don't think a ton of people like, uh, like them to, you know, spread their great word about New Richmond. I think they like keeping it close knit, but there's a ton of housing developments going up. There's a ton of people moving into New Richmond. So very excited for the future of, uh, of New Richmond as a whole uh, in our schools and our football program. So um, overall, yeah, the, the student support's been phenomenal. I mean, I, the first day of, you know, the first Friday that we were in school, everybody's all dressed in whatever theme it was. I think it was Cowboys and Country Club or something like that. And it was awesome. I mean, it was fantastic. I've never been in a school where everybody was just so bought into a Friday. Um, so it, it was it was great. Um, really, really enjoyed that pr- part of it. And, um, you know, really looking forward to uh, this Friday night against uh, Talawanda at home as well. So let's go back to last week for a quick second. I know you made the trip to the west side of Cincinnati and defeated a undefeated Western Hills team in Division One program, um, 40 to 34. And what did you like most about the way uh, uh, your team played in that game? Yeah, I, th- I think overall, um, you know, our, our offense, defense, and special teams all played lights out. Um, Western Hills has a really, really good quarterback. Um, and, and I mean, they were absolutely enormous. I mean, they were easily, in terms of physicality and size, I mean, they were 
Uh, I, I bet every starter had to be over six foot uh, easily. Um, and their O-line and D-line were massive human beings. So uh, credit to them for getting great bodies out. And um, yeah, we just, you know, offensively, we use a lot of tempo when we play. So we were able to tempo them and kind of wear them out uh, there in the, in the first half. And then in the second half, I really liked their game plan against us. They, they tried to slow it down as much as possible and keep our offense off the field. We were only on the field for 24 plays. Um, and fortunately we scored on two of those drives, which helped keep us in the lead. So um, they did a great job in the second half, making adjustments. Um, our defense uh, played really, really well, had I think three to four red zone stops um, and stopped them when we needed them to. So that was huge for us. And then our special teams picked up a, um, uh, we pooch kicked one on the sideline off of a kickoff and we got it back and recovered and went down and scored. So we just, we were hitting on all cylinders and played really, really well. Um, the score, I wouldn't say was in, as close as it may have seemed. They hit, um, I think they hit three of three of four uh, two point conversions. So they got a whole other touchdown off two point plays. So um, we felt very confident at the end of the game that we were going to win. We knew that we were going to win. We felt that way. Our kids felt that way at the half. Um, we just knew that we just had to keep doing our job and, uh, we would pull out the win. So we were, we were uh, very impressed with how our kids handled it going to the West side. They, a lot of kids never been <laughs> that far West uh, from new Richmond. So uh, that was a good experience for us. And, and Western Hills did a great job. That's a cool little stadium right there on in between Ferguson and Glenway. Just you're right there. Um, so that was unique and their stands are, are there as well. And they're there. Uh, that was their first home game. So the, the stands were packed. I mean, it was great. We had a great new Richmond uh, following come out, uh, including our students and then their uh, their students and their community came out as well. So it was really cool. It was a really cool experience hey, for us. Head coach Charles Boyd doing a great job with the Mustangs in his first season there at the helm. So uh, it's easy to talk about the offense, obviously, but I want to start with the defense. You just kind of mentioned the three or four red zone stops. Uh, you have a senior strong safety in Jack Moore who uh, 57 tackles, if I'm not mistaken, if I looked up on the stats correctly there, had 18 tackles against Western Hills. Uh, what's he meant to the defense for you? Yeah. Um, you know, Jack kind of leads the way for us. Um, he, he plays a position where we kind of allow him to have some free reign. So he's, he's done a phenomenal job with that. He's a, he's about a six, 190 pound safety body. Um, and he just, he, he's probably one of the smartest football players, uh, we've had the opportunity to coach. Um, and he just, he can, he gets to the football, you know, we just, we kind of give him that free reign to do so. And, and he finds it and goes and makes plays. I know I wish, I wish, uh, you know, the tackles didn't seem like it was that many, but it, it truly is. I mean, we're not, you know, we're not fudging the stats on it. And you can turn on the film and you'll, <laughs> you'll know where number 11 is every play. So he, he's usually at the ball or making the tackle, um, regardless of what the outcome is, whether it's a pass or a run. So, um, but no, Nick Schmidt, our defense coordinator has done a phenomenal job. Um, I love the way that our defense plays. It's very aggressive. Um, it's hard to uh, kind of, um, I struggle with it in practice. You know, they got five safeties across the top or three safety look. And, you know, we play a stack kind of traditionally, but it doesn't look that way. Um, I wouldn't say it's a true three, three stack. It's, it's, uh, it's very unique. So um, it's helped us out a ton. It's been successful and it allows guys like Jack to go and make plays um, and, and play fast. So uh, very impressed with how our defense has played and they've got their work cut out for them this upcoming week playing towel one in the triple option. So, excited to see how they do and then offensively uh several uh, players have stood out for you including senior quarterback aj metzger uh 24 of 30 passing for 290 yards and four touchdowns last week uh, he's thrown for 805 yards and 11 touchdowns and senior running back lauren smith um he, he rushed 22 times for 117 yards and a touchdown uh, what can you tell us about those two guys yeah uh aj and lawrence um 
have really, really bought into what we've done ever since uh, March when we came in. So all the offseason stuff that we've asked them to do, they've done. Uh, they did a they did a great amount of work over the summer um, and building building a great relationship together uh, in the past game. And we do like to throw it. So I know AJ last year, I think, had only thrown for 600-something yards. And he kind of looked at me after like our first or second scrimmage goes, you think I'll throw for more than 600 yards? I said, I think you'll throw for more than that in about your first three games. So, um, yeah, we're, we traditionally try to pump out uh, high numbers at the quarterback spot. And it's a tough spot to play for us. Um, hardest, in my opinion, on the field, uh, just with the amount of stuff that he has to do um, on every given play. But he he's bought into that. And I think he is, uh, without a doubt, a super hidden gem uh, in terms of a quarterback. So um, he's by far one of the best that I've had the opportunity to to coach. Um, and while I was at Anderson, we had some really, really good ones. So he's, he's up there. Um, but he's, uh, he's a great kid, you know, watches a ton of film, always asking questions. Uh, if he misses something in practice on Monday, he corrects it on Tuesday and it's fixed. Um, so he's very coachable, which I enjoy a lot. Um, and then Lawrence Smith, who has never actually taken a snap at running back. Well, I shouldn't say never, but, uh, had very limited touches at running back over the past three years. Um, he once again, you know, has really bought in and, He's doing a phenomenal job and we just, we put him in, you know, we like to think we put him in good run box situations so he can uh, break tackles, but he's, he's an amazing uh, running back, his center of gravity and, and his ability to, he rarely ever gets taken down after the first hit. Um, I've only seen one player do that uh, to him this year and that was Jack Moore in practice. So, um, <laughs> so everybody else, it struggles to get him down. Um, but no, both of them have done a phenomenal job and, uh, you know, we hope that they both stay healthy and keep carrying us along the way. And our receiving core is doing a really, really nice job as well. They're all older guys. I, I don't want to leave them out. Um, they're doing a fantastic job. Um, some guys have to be a little bit more role players so that other people can get open and, and they're all doing their jobs, but yeah, we're having great numbers offensively. Uh, we hope to keep that up. Um, we've been very, um, I would say balance in terms of who touches the ball each, each game and, and how many guys are getting how many touches. And, and so it's been, um, I think we are probably pretty hard to defend right now because we've, we've kind of each game plan we've executed very well. So. Brian, do you want to mention a few of those receivers since I have you here? Yeah, no, uh, um, a couple that come to mind would be our three senior receivers. The other three senior senior receivers, which would be um, Andrew Hawkins, um, Cooper Tidball and uh, Tanner Skagg. So, um, Andrew Hawkins, who had multiple concussions, he actually wears one of the, the soft, soft helmet shell things, really didn't think that he would probably ever play or get a ton of uh, playing time. And fortunately for the system that we run offensively, um, and he's a 300 meter hurdler. He is super fast and he's ripped off two, uh, two slants for touchdowns and split defenders, uh, the past two weeks. So he's done a really, really great job and it's developed really, really nicely. Uh, Tanner Skaggs is a, is a utility guy for us. He lit up uh, Bethel Tate um, on, I think he had three touchdowns and 100-something yards receiving uh, versus Bethel Tate. So he's done a, a really, really good job. I think last year he only had one touchdown and 120 yards, and he surpassed that in one game um, versus Bethel Tate. And then Cooper Tidball played soccer his whole entire life. Um, and he happens to be best friends with AJ and Jack. So uh, we got him to come out um, this year. And he's a, I mean, he's a six, three huge bodied receiver and uh, yeah, he does a great job vertically for us and, and catches everything. So that's around him usually. And he's made some really uh, impressive catches. And then we have a sophomore that starts um, in the slot as well. Um, Trey Sinninger. He does a great job of, he's a utility guy for us, gets the ball in space, short, quick, shifty kind of guy. So we're excited for his future as well, since he's only a sophomore. So what's the vibe around this team? What's it like to coach? I mean, I, I know you have some high character uh, individuals, obviously. I know Jack and AJ are, 
high academic uh, student athletes as well. But um, just kind of curious day to day what they're like. Yeah. I mean, I think overall, um, you know, our experience with them so far has been really, really good. I mean, they've every, everything we've asked them to do, they've done uh, as a whole entire team. There's not been a lot of pushback on anything. There hasn't been any, well, why are we doing it this way? You know, I, I hear a lot of kids say, man, we've never done it this way before. This is awesome. You know, the way we practice or the way we work out or how we run the offense or how we don't do any conditioning or anything like that. They all think it's really, really cool. So, um, you know, we have kids really bought in. And, and I think once again, that kind of buys into their community. I mean, New Richmond football is a winning tradition. I mean, it's uh, 67 where this is team 67 um, and they've had 46 or 47 winning seasons. So, I mean, winning is not uh, uncommon to New Richmond football. So that that is a positive Um being in that situation for me is nice because everybody's bought in it, it, very similar to Anderson where football is kind of everything uh, for, for the kids. Uh, it's the same at new Richmond. So, um, so I enjoy that part about it a lot. Um, and, and we can kind of push our kids uh, heavily and, and we have high standards for what we want to do and high expectations. And they usually meet those expectations day in and day out. So, um, you know, I would say the vibe is very positive. You know, we are a two platoon team, so it, it is offense versus defense every day and it's highly competitive. Um, and I think that's helped us out a ton. Um, and, and, but on Friday night, you know, they, they really get behind one another and they don't, they don't use it negatively. You know, the, the DBs aren't saying other oh, receivers stink or the receivers aren't saying the DBs stink or anything like that. So it's been a very, very good situation for us. And, um, yeah, we're playing well right now. And like I said, everything's going great. We haven't hit, uh, I don't want to say we haven't hit any adversity. We haven't hit a ton. You know, we've been down in two games. Uh, we were down to Bethel Tate and we were down to Northwest and we came back and won both those games. So we, we've shown that we can be down and come back, which is nice. Um, and, you know, just really, uh, I'm proud of how they've responded so far. Now, once again, we're going into week four. So um, we're playing Talawanda, who's, I, you know, even though they're 0-3, they're a very solid football team and, you know, the triple option, anytime you have to play that, it's a very unique game. So um, very interested to see how we respond this week um, and, and play Talawanda. So. Before I let you go, Coach, uh, you mentioned Anderson, and uh, <clears throat> I know you're a previous uh, assistant coach to Evan Dreyer there at Anderson, and I, I'm just curious with the way his offense runs, if I would kind of line up film of New Richmond, Woodward, and you know a couple other places, uh, would I see a similar you know scheme and everything in terms of uh, what Anderson runs even to this day? Yeah, I would say um, myself and Nick Osborne are probably going to be at Western Brown are probably going to be very similar to Evan. Um, I would say Chris Stewart is at Madeira uses pieces. Um, I love the way Chris calls the offense. Um, and I think he now has an offense coordinator over there as well, but I'm, I'm sure it's the same stuff, but he's very, uh, Chris is very simple in what he does, but they're really, really good at it. Um, you know, Nick obviously has uh, drew Novak, who's a phenomenal quarterback and, and that helps kind of lead that whole thing. Um, you know, cause it's a very quarterback friendly system. Um, Woodward, I haven't got to see them. I don't, I'm, Jeremy was on defense with us, so I'm not sure how similar it looks. I know he has some, you know, he's in empty and things like that. Um, but I think what Evan does is, is really, really unique. And, and, un- and unfortunately, we all wish that we could be like Evan, but we'll all sit here and tell you that we're, we're not. The guy's a savant and he just, you know, the way he calls the game is very, very impressive. But yeah, we, I would say Nick and I are probably the most similar uh, to Evan um, in terms of formationally and plays and things like that. So, um, yeah, we're excited uh, for that matchup coming up here in a couple of weeks. I'm excited to play against uh, Nick. Nick was the head freshman coach, and I was the head JV coach. So we have a great relationship as well when we were at Anderson. How strong is Region 12? You're talking about Western Brown and 
and Baden and, and obviously your team and, and Hughes and Bellbrook. I mean, it goes on and on here. Tippecanoe, Mount Healthy. I mean, I know you don't want to look ahead too far, but still, it's got to be uh, one challenging region um, when you kind of know that the playoffs are coming. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think it's a it's a great region. Uh, glad that Western Brown's back in it. I know that they were in the other region. Um, last year they were in Region 11 or 10, whatever it was. Um, yeah, no, it's a very, very strong region. I, and, and I like it because I think it's pretty pretty public school heavy is where when you get into Division 4, Division 2, you're, you know, I was in Division 4 for two years at Norwood. And I mean, that, that is a meat grinder of Wyoming, Clinton Massey. <laughs> that, one's, that one's tough, man, if once you get in. So in Waverly. Um, but yeah, no, I... I think Division Three, Region Twelve is a very is a really good public school playoff division. So uh, I'm excited to be a part of that. So hopefully we're a part of that. There I you should go. say definitely. New Richmond head football coach Brian Pitzer, really appreciate your time and all the best uh, of luck to your program uh, going forward. Thanks, Mike. Really appreciate it and uh, appreciate all you, uh, you do for high school sports. So. Well, obviously, Coach Pitzer has brought a lot of success there to New Richmond. In just his first year, he kind of told me about how it's been a whirlwind since March. But uh, things are really um, doing well there as the Lions are 3-0 and and look to go to 4-0 and against Talawanda this week. Region 12 is loaded, as I mentioned there at the, the end of our conversation. I mean, talking about Western Brown, everybody knows about senior quarterback Drew Novak, who's in the top 10 all-time in state history and career passing yards. But you also have Baden, who I just mentioned, Division Three state runner-up a year ago. Hughes, Bellbrook, which defeated Miamisburg. And you also have Monroe and Tippecanoe and Mountain Healthy and plenty of other schools as well. So that will be a region that you definitely want to watch when it comes toward the postseason. But I want to transition a little bit now to Division Two, Anderson, and then obviously Milford being Division One. This is a great ECC matchup on Friday night. Our WCPO Game of the Week is 3-0 Milford. At 2-1, Anderson. Milford is seeking its first win against Anderson since the 2018 season. Milford is a Division I Region 4 team, while uh, Anderson is Division 2 and Region 8. I visited Anderson's practice on Tuesday afternoon and spoke with Coach Evan Dreyer about uh, the Raptors' key to victory against Milford this Friday night. I think this matchup comes down to us not having any three and outs and us getting some stops on defense early to see what, how Cam reacts to a little bit of pressure um, because this atmosphere Friday night is going to be unbelievable and uh, it's, uh, it's going to be an unbelievable week. Uh. Finally, the ECC, everybody knows how strong this conference is, but uh, I know you've been a part of this for quite some time now, but uh, I mean, how much fun is this just to see, you know, you got, obviously everybody knows about Wynton Woods, but Kings and Anderson and Milford and I mean, it just goes on and on. I mean, what's the strength of this conference right now? The strength of the conference is it's growing. Like you've always talked about the GMC, and now you're talking about another public school conference in Cincinnati. And I think it's the best Division II conference. You know, you put the GMC, the ECC, put them up against any major cities, and it's right there with the best brand of football. Uh, we've got talented players, we've got really good coaches, and uh, Wooden Woods winning a state title has helped us definitely put us on the map uh, with our players. And now it's all about who's going to be the best in week 10 and following in week through 15. So it's exciting for us to be in the talk with Milford and then everybody else is trying to gain some momentum as we go into the middle and uh, into the end of our schedule. I tell you what, this is just one of the matchups I'm uh, really anticipating to see here in the ECC when it comes to Anderson and Milford. I mean, you got to look at Kings and Winton Woods. I mean, Winton Woods, obviously Division II state champion a year ago. They've won 12 consecutive games, and there's going to be some fascinating matchups here in the ensuing weeks as the ECC really kicks into full gear with its uh, conference schedule. 
But other games to watch around Greater Cincinnati on Friday night, you have Edgewood at Fenwick. Fenwick is uh, 3-0 and uh, for the first time since the 2015 season. I caught up with uh, head coach Mark Mueller um, a little bit uh, this past weekend. He said things are just going well for the Falcons. They're really adjusting to his coaching style, and uh, that can be an interesting matchup as well. Withrow, who we mentioned earlier this episode, um, one and two record, but really not indicative of uh, the schedule that they've played. And uh, Coach Colley Jones uh, is going to host Hoban, a three and O team, and everybody knows about them being a multiple state championship winner here in the past couple of years, and uh, that's going to be an interesting matchup as well. Madeira three and O at Marymount, that's uh, a fascinating CHL game to watch, and then uh, also in the CHL you have Indian Hill zero and three. They're hosting Wyoming a team that has won 60 consecutive regular season games, and this is always a rivalry game, so you want to throw out the records, but uh, that's going to be a game to watch as well. And then Kentucky, 2-1 Covington Catholic at 2-1 Dixie Heights. You have 2-1 Simon Kenton at Beachwood, which is 3-0, and the reigning two-time Class 2A state champions as well. And then on Saturday, you can't forget Moeller's playing Our Lady of Good Counsel out of Maryland. You also have Elder, which has started 3-0, traveling up to 3-0, Lakewood St. Edward, and uh, the Eagles are number 19 nationally by Max Preps this week. So uh, a full slate of games for you this weekend. We'll have all the highlights for you on the Friday Night Frenzy. Marshall Kramsky and I will be out at Anderson High School for our pregame interview starting at 5.30 p.m. on Friday night as we look forward to Anderson and Milford. Thanks again for watching and listening. I'll talk to you next week. Oh, 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 oh